It's yours, boys and girls and boys. Let's go! Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger, and I'm your host. Get ready to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It's a great day to talk about hockey, and it's also a Washington Capitals game day. Today we're going to be talking about some news from the Caps and around the qualifying game bubbles. We're going to have a preview of the game between the Capitals and Flyers happening later today, and we're going to talk about something that some Capitals fans might not want to hear, but I'm going to talk about why I love Gritty. So stay tuned. But first, news from the bubble. Hey, what happened? Lars Eller has left the bubble. He and his wife are expecting their second child, a boy, on Saturday. And his departure was pre-planned. And honestly, I don't understand why he didn't just stay in D.C. He missed two whole games, spaced widely apart. I'm not sure how much difference it would have made if he had just arrived later to the bubble and maybe done some workouts over at MedStar Capital's Iceplex and kept himself in shape. I I don't know, you know how the quarantine protocol works or how it would have been different had he just decided to stay here. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me for him to go through all that, spend all that time up in the bubble to play two games, one of which was an exhibition game, and one of which he didn't play in very well, and then turn around and go back to D.C. Obviously, I know why he's going back. It's a good reason for him to go back. And again, he planned it that way, but here we are. The Capitals announced several new initiatives around Racial equality and diversity in hockey yesterday, which is music to my ears. I could actually probably do a whole podcast on this announcement alone. Some of the highlights, though, include launching a diversity committee with local community members and leaders, promoting a United for Change player panel that features former Capitol Joel Ward, hooray, along with Garnet Hathaway, Brandon Dillon, and Braden Holpe. And they're airing it as a 30-minute special on NBC Sports Washington. And they're also making sure that a visit to the Smithsonian Museum of African American History is not only planned in the near future for the 2020-21 season Capitals team, but is included also as part of their development camp each year. They always take some sort of field trip or two as part of development camp. I really think it's great that they're taking advantage of being in this area and being near the African Museum of African American History and making sure that folks take a look at that. This is a great start with some great ideas. Head over to the CAPS website to read more because they're doing much more than what I just mentioned. And next we have an update on Pastagate. So according to Tark El-Bashir of The Athletic, Tom Wilson won't give us any info on what the bet was. Just to refresh your memory, there was a tweet that happened last week from David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins saying that in his opinion, Tom Wilson was 
the best goal scorer in the league. And he was asked about it by Tarek today. And he said that Wilson said, you know, when somebody mentioned the tweet to him, he said, quote, that's accurate, I guess. He's a man of his word. I guess it's just funny. He's obviously a character. We'll see. Maybe I'll give him the follow after that compliment. It was nice of him to say. And he did not give up any information on what the bet was, even though he was asked. So it's still a mystery. The public wants to know, Tom Wilson. We need more on Postigate. In qualifying game action, Montreal beat the Pens last night. And they now lead that series two games to one. Thought you might like to know. And last and least, the Carolina Whaler Canes swept the Rangers for the first confirmed playoff spot amongst the qualifying rounds. As it stands, if the Capitals remain in third place in the round robin tourney, the Whaler Canes are who we will play. I don't like that. For a few reasons, not the least of which is the Whaler Canes look like a decent team. However, I really don't like that because, once again, it will push this whole rivalry narrative that, that I just don't have any time for. Stop trying to make Svetch happen. So if we don't want to end up playing the Whaler Canes, we need a win against Philadelphia today. More on that game, including some ideas about what the Lions might look like without Lars Eller coming up. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics, and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCaps. On to the preview of today's game, Washington Capitals versus the Philadelphia Flyers at 4 o'clock this afternoon. When we last left the Flyers before the pause, I don't have good news to share. The Cats lost all the games they played against the Flyers this season. 3-2, 7-2, and 5-2. Maybe if they can score more than two goals, they'll have a better outcome this game. I don't know. As of this taping, I also don't know if John Carlson will be on the ice this afternoon. But having Radko Gudis there in his place and playing against his old team might bode well. I also don't know who's going to be replacing Lars Eller in the third line center position. Obviously, he is back in D.C. by now. To me... It looks like there are two choices. Either move Nick Dowd up from the fourth line and play Connor McMichael with Garnet Hathaway and Richard Ponick, or just put McMichael on the third line with Haglin and Kolchak. I don't think either of those is much riskier than the other. And who knows with Todd Reardon, we just may see the automated line blender in action at some point if things get rough. What I do know is that Braden Holpe will be starting in net this afternoon, and that's always a good thing. I'm not going to lie. The Flyers looked good against the Bruins. They're super fast, they're hard-hitting, and their power play looks playoff-ready. They do not have Oscar Lindblom right now, but he is working out in Sweden, and stories say that he may be making his way stateside to join the team in the bubble for round one. I'm not sure how that works with quarantine rules, but we'll see how that plays out. I would say the Caps need work in two of those three areas I mentioned before, the power play and getting their legs under them. And they need a game plan that counters the speed and the neutral zone play of the Flyers. Flyers have their sticks on the ice all the time. They get in lanes. And we, we, the Capitals have got to figure out a way around that. Because they can't just keep running roughshod all over the ice and expect things to happen. They can't make sloppy passes because the flyer stick is going to be there to pick it up. And before you know it, we're going to have a breakaway. That's been happening way too often lately. And I seem to remember it happening way too often right before the pause. My memory, however... Maybe a little bit fuzzy in that area. As I said in the first segment, they need to win this game if they want to make it out of the third place spot in the round robin tournament. Unless they want to be in fourth place and play the winner of the Pittsburgh-Montreal series. But maybe if the winner of that series is Montreal, it might not be all that bad. I know that I said in previous podcasts including the roundtable that I had with some other Locked On hosts, if you didn't hear that, you might want to go back and listen, that these round-robin games didn't really matter all that much, and all they were for is seeding, and all that seeding is for is for home ice advantage. However, now that the Hurricanes are part of this equation, again, I would really like to steer, steer clear of that team and their Twitter account if at all possible, because right now it's just out of hand, and I can't imagine how much worse 
it's going to get the further they progress into the playoffs. Stay tuned because next we're going to talk about how even though we love to hate the Flyers, that I think Gritty is one of the best mascots in any professional sport. So for as long as the Flyers have been an NHL team, they were one of the few teams that did not have a mascot. Little bit of trivia, the only team right now, aside from Seattle, because we haven't heard about theirs yet, that does not have a mascot and never has are the New York Rangers. It seemed the Philly fanatic kind of took up all of the mascot space in the city of Philadelphia until Gritty arrived. Now, there's no point in describing Gritty or telling you what he is. He's an attitude. He's a feeling. He's an orange furball that sometimes dresses up like Wonder Woman, and he has a belly button that squeaks, and his hands do too. Gritty is genius marketing, and he's also built his brand in a relatively short amount of time. Anyone who has been to the Wells Fargo Center since his arrival knows that when you see him, he is flanked by his security team at all times. Sometimes they're there for his security, and sometimes they're there for yours. He's mischievous. He rides around the concourse on a hoverboard while Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners is blaring on a boombox being carried behind him. And one thing he has in common with Cats fans is that he really does not like Penguins fans. About a year and a half ago, a friend and I went to an event in D.C. called Hockey on the Hill, which I will tell you about in greater detail sometime. It's worth it. But The main focus was presenting to members of Congress the benefit of using hockey as part of STEM education and talking about the curriculum that was currently being developed. As part of the day's events, appearances were made by Slapshot, NJ Devil, and Gritty, along with Olympic gold medalist Haley Skrupa. And I am here to tell you that Gritty was the most popular person there. He posed for pictures and was relatively well-behaved until someone announced themselves to him as a Penguins fan. He unplugged an extension cord that happened to be in the room and proceeded to wrap it around this man and render him immobile until he asked to be untied. It was great. Lastly, even though Gritty can't be in the bubble, he asked Gary Bettman why and was told that there weren't swabs big enough to test him. He is on a billboard in Toronto currently that says, Every shot you take, every save you make, I'll be watching you. You gotta respect his chirp game. And with that, I will tell you to enjoy the Capitals Flyers game this afternoon. Join us tomorrow when we give you a recap of Capitals Flyers, as well as any other news that comes out of the qualifying rounds, and provide you with a preview of the Capitals-Bruins game that's happening over the weekend on Sunday. Until then, make sure that you rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, Penguin.